0: I think we're just going to step right into the Word of God this morning. You can leave the lights where they are, Mike, if you want to. You know, when God, when Holy Spirit begins to move, what I felt was the vision beginning to come forth. That all of a sudden you start to have a vision for your life. How many of you lost vision for your life? Maybe it didn't go the way you wanted it to. Maybe things should have been differently. Maybe you made choices that that maybe weren't conducive to your vision. Maybe you've taken steps and you've come to that place where things didn't work out the way you wanted them to work out. But I want to sow into your lives just a moment this morning. I think the ground is ready. Don't you agree? I mean, the soil's been prepared. It's... It's ready to receive something. It's ready to receive the seed, the word of God. Man. You guys are welcome to you're welcome to stay and play if you want to through this, if you want to, maybe after I get done then. I want you to turn to Proverbs twenty nine, eighteen. Because God is doing something in each and every one of our lives. And vision, I want to talk about vision being fueled by faith. Vision being fueled by faith. You go to a gas station, you pull in when your car needs gas, and your car has to go because of the gas that's in it. If you don't have the gas to put in your car, it's not going to go anywhere, right? Right? But if we if we begin to start looking at our vision and we begin to start looking at those things, we've got to realize that our, our vision, your vision is fueled by faith. There's something that I want to point out here today that I think you're going to find it's gonna it's gonna connect right into to where the Lord was leading this morning. In Proverbs twenty nine, eighteen, in the King James Version it says, Where there is no vision, say no vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. I want to challenge you here because a lot of times we think, well, we just don't see it with our eyes. But that's not really what it's about. Look at the Amplified Version that I've got, or excuse me, the New American Standard Version. It says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. What does that mean? That means they throw off... All self-control. You know, self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit, (laughs) y'all. Right? We throw that off and we're, we're unrestrained. I want to break down this word for you just real quickly because there's something that I want you to be able to see in this. Because you don't know how powerful and how important the Word of God really is. And as God's Word, His living Word, the Bible says it's alive and it's active. And it can divide spirit and soul. It can divide bone and marrow. It can divide those things. It's the Word of God that can divide uh, divide truth from, come on, a truth from the truth. A fact from it not being a fact, but it's a truth of the Word of God. So it can divide those things. And this word vision, I've been meditating on this because it's not about just what you see. And I was like, God, show me this. Show me this in the Word. And I, and I look at this this definition here, and it says talks about sight. How many of you know if you go to a, a an eye doctor, they're going to deal with your vision, right? Twenty twenty vision. Some of you might have eighteen twenty vision. Some of you might have forty twenty vision. Whatever that might be. So that is that is one definition, but it also talks about a dream. Have we lost our dreams? Have we quit dreaming? We're an apostolic, prophetic church, and we believe in dreams and visions, and we believe in the prophecy. We believe, you know, our, in, in what God's word says that it is, it is His word. We believe in all of the gifts of the Spirit. Come on, somebody! It's a dream. Have we have we quit dreaming? He says it also can be a revelation. Say revelation, or it also talks about being an oracle. But I want to focus on this word revelation for a moment. See, when you go and you look at Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, and it talks about my people perishing without a vision, it isn't saying that my people don't see in the natural. It is actually talking about the revelation of the prophetic word of God that was being brought forth to Israel. So you got to remember in the Old Testament they didn't have the written New Testament that we have today but the prophets came and brought the word of the Lord are you with me? And they were saying there was a time in the in the history of the church where it had, had gone dark. You've heard of the dark ages. That the word of God, you know it and 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 unfortunately religion or Churches controlled the Word. You weren't allowed to read the Word. They would read it to you. They would read it for you and give you the interpretation that they felt that you should have. But how many of you know that's not the case today? We can read it, and we can have dialogue, and we can have discussion on it, and we can have understanding of it, and, and, and we can talk about it. We can even have differences in how we interpret it at time but it was about Israel. And he was said, where there is no vision, basically what he was saying is where there is no prophetic word. Are you with me? Where there is no prophetic word that comes forth, my people perish or they get, they have unrestraint." So in other words, you could say it this way, the word of God, we've got the written word of God, right? We've got the, the 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 Logos word, we've got the Rhema word, we've got the written word of God to where we can now look at his word and we and it can shape us and change us and mold us. Oh come on somebody. You may not realize it but when you read it something's happening. It's alive and it's active. It's doing something. There's an ingredient that is that is being activated. And when we look at that, we've got to understand that when he was talking about that vision, that vision that was there, that it was that prophetic word that was going forth. And he said, if you don't have that prophetic word, you're going to perish or live like the world lives. I, I I wrote this down. I wrote this down. I was doing some reading on this and and I started taking some notes and and it was basically that it's this. Here's what I wrote down. It said, "Without God's word, people abandon themselves to their own sinful ways." See, the word keeps us in check. Oh, come on, somebody! And I don't know about you, I'm not going to talk about you. I'm talking about me. The word keeps me in check when I want to not forgive. The word keeps me forgiving. Oh, come on! The word helps me that in same way in that day when in the. In was, when the prophetic word would come forth, they would do what the prophetic word was. How many of you know they would prosper? So here's what I wrote down. It said, no vision, the people go backwards. They leave their first love. We've heard it, that God is our first love. Return to your first love. It's not talking about returning to my, my wife talking about returning to the word of God, to the prophetic word, what that word does inside us. We fall into what I wrote down, spiritual decay. It says where there's no vision, there's no vision of Christ working in the world. See, what you guys are to do, or you guys are to bring the vision of Christ working in the world. Hello? Because if you don't bring it, who's going to bring it? Well, I don't want to talk about my religion. Well, then show people. And it's not a religion. It's a relationship with Christ. But if there's if that is not there, then there's no restraint. How many of you know you take God out of stuff? What happens? There's no restraint. Everything goes. It's all right to have this. It's all right to do this. It's all right to live this way. It's all right to do those things. Our laws in society were set up from biblical principles. And that's not going to change. Unfortunately, they'll change laws and times and seasons. According to Daniel 7, 25, they, they want to change those things and take those things that were bad and make them good and. Now what you said was wrong, and now they say it's right, and you live however you want to live. But the world has to see. You have to have a vision that though you can show the world Christ. Because if they don't see Christ, they won't have love. God is love. If you take God out of the equation, you're going to take love out of the equation. And you can call it scientifically, whatever you want to call it. You can step into it however you want to step into it, but God is love. And you'll be able to have that vision that you've got to talk about. I love it when people talk about what God's doing, what God's doing, what God's doing. And this happened and that happened and this. And God, this that's all they do. Every time I talk about him, he, he talks about God. He talks about God. He talks about God. Well, you know what? Every time you talk to somebody else and they never talk about God, that can cause you to have unrestraint. Because then anything goes. So he goes on and we've got to make sure that we see God. I I put down that we need to see him in the past, but we also need to see him in the present. And listen, listen, we also need to see him in the future. Amen. The situation, the circumstances that you're up against, the things that you're going through, no matter how difficult they are, I'm telling you, God will be with you. He will never leave you. He will not forsake you. He will help you through those situations and circumstances, no matter how hard they are, or how bad they are, or how hopeless they feel at the time. And then God's always going to be with you on the mountaintops, and things are going good. He'll be with you. But it talks about vision. Say vision. See, without a vision, without the prophetic word, without God's written word, without us having a vision, not just sight, but a vision of the things of God and what God wants to do, not only in the earth, but in your life, and He wants to do it here, now, not when you just get to heaven. Come on, somebody. That's the dominion mandate, that He's given you authority. Then you need to walk in that authority. When you start seeing the vision... Of that authority, you'll be able to get to that place where you won't quit. With no vision, people want to... Maybe you've never been there. But I have. I've wanted to quit. I've wanted to stop. But then there's a vision. And that vision puts you right back in that place where you want to move forward. Without a vision, life gets harder. Have you ever talked to somebody and life is just so hard? You know why? They don't have a vision of God. Well, Pastor, you can't say that. No, I can say they don't have a passion of heaven. Because for us, me, I believe in Christ. And this is the worst it gets for me, y'all. For somebody who, who, who doesn't believe in Christ, I believe in Christ. Did I say that? I believe in Christ. Those that don't believe in Christ, this is the best it gets for them. Hello? So so what happens is sometimes, I mean, life is hard, life is hard, life is hard. Life is Yeah, life is difficult at times. You're right. But if you have a vision of what heaven is like, and you have a vision that, that God wants earth to reflect heaven, then there's going to be something that's going to change that needs to change your vision. See, a lot of times we don't realize the faith that we have is connected to the vision that we have. If you have no vision or the vision of heaven is a small little thing that you're going to float around on a cloud and that God really doesn't care about you, then that's the wrong vision to have. Because that's not what the word of God says. In order for us to see that, wait a minute, I'm a son, I'm a daughter of the most high God. But without a vision, I, I want to quit. Without a vision, I want to give up. Without a vision, I won't have any sympathy for somebody that's going through something. Without a vision, I'll see no purpose. Without a vision, I put down, you don't care about others, you only care about yourself. Without a See, when you have a vision of who God is and you have an experience of who he is, you want you want to help somebody else. You want to step forward and do the right thing when you when it's not to do the right thing. These are stuff I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. Turn to your neighbors. He's not talking about you. I'm talking about me because without a vision, it's easy for me to go the other way. Oh, come on, somebody. Without a vision, I could quit on things. I could give up on things. I could just chuck my marriage or chuck the church or chuck this relationship or chuck that relationship. Without a vision, I could go the other way. But I have a vision of who God is in my life and who He is in your life and what He can do for you and what is peace and what is joy and what is righteousness. And I got that vision and I keep that vision and I now operate in restraint. Because there's some times I could tell people exactly how the cow ate the cabbage, but you know what I found out? It didn't go do any good. It might make me feel good for a few moments, then I got to clean up the mess. Come on, somebody, you spilled the paint. Turn to your neighbor and say he might be talking about you on that one now. He might might be talking about you on that one. No vision, we want to give up. We want to quit. No vision, life gets harder. No vision, we have no sympathy. No vision, we have no purpose. No vision, we don't care about others. No vision, our love grows cold. Do you know why? Again, not talking about sight. I'm talking about the prophetic word, the written word. That's why it's important. That's why it's important to come to church. Well, I don't need church. Well, no, I understand that. But you still got to get the word, and you still gotta preach. And you still got to hear from somebody being preached. I'm just quoting you what the word says. How do people know? How do people understand without a preacher? How do they do it without somebody preaching? And then then you've got to hear it. And then then you've got to operate in it. And then you've got to apply it to your life. And Faith, faith without works is dead. And and he was talking about, you know what? A society in itself without a vision, without the prophetic voice going forth. That's why we believe in process. Prophets and apostles today. And the prophetic word is for today. I'm telling you this year. If you'll get a vision. This could be one of the greatest years of your life. I made a few more other notes. I put down here. True vision is revelation from God. True vision is revelation from God. True vision is revelation from God. Without a vision, my people perish. Without understanding God's character and His goodness and His mercy and His grace and His covenant. Without understanding some of those things, we will perish. We'll throw off restraint. We'll do what we want to do in our own eyes and whatever we do is okay with us because you... You only live your life once. Is it, what is that called? YOLO or something? You know, there's some truth to it. You do only live your life once, but you spend it here and in eternity. question is where you spend it in eternity at? In the presence of God or not in the presence of God? Okay? So when you look at that and you begin to start thinking about his divine nature, could we think about his divine nature? Does God want good things for you? Yes or no? Look, if you don't know the answer, the answer is yes. Open book test. Does God want some good things for you? Yes or no? You guys passed. He does. Does that mean that there won't be trials and tribulations and difficult times in your life? Those things are going to be there. And James, my buddy James... Count it all joy. Yeah, count it all joy when you're walking through this stuff. Count it all joy. It's hard to count it all joy. But if I understand the prophetic vision and the prophetic word, and I'm looking at that instead of my situation or circumstance, come on, somebody, are you getting what I'm saying? That if I keep my eyes focused on him or focused on Jesus or hear the prophetic word, and I'm like, okay, all right, God's chasing me down. Catch me, baby, catch me. I want you to catch me. I think I'll slow down a little bit. And then I'll wrestle with God and I'll say, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. Amen? So think about this. True vision is revelation from God. True vision is his divine character. True vision is he is a deliverer. True vision is he is a redeemer. True vision is he is a savior. Come on, somebody. True vision, he is a Lord. True vision is his holiness. (sighs) Can I say that in the church now? It's this holiness. It was a holy moment this morning. I don't know if it was a holy for you, but it was holy for me. There's the holiness of God and 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 the, and the righteousness of God, and that that true vision is see, we're looking at our righteousness that you can earn and achieve and get your righteousness, and you can't. There's nothing you can do to earn that because Christ paid the price for me. Become righteous. Now, I'm not going to get into righteousness this week, maybe a couple more weeks. But it's got to be about vision. Say vision. we got to keep our eyes focused on Him. Helen Keller was a person that she was asked what it would be worse than being blind. And she said to have sight without a vision. I started thinking about Walt Disney. And Walt Disney saw Disney World, Disneyland, even before Everybody else saw it. He had a, had a vision. John Lennon, he had a vision of the world being at peace. Whether you like him or you don't like him, that was a vision. Donald Trump has a vision. President Donald Trump has a vision to make America great again. See, what's happening is it's shaking people's idea of vision. They don't want to have a vision. But yet he's beginning to give us a vision. Reinhard Bonnke. and did Reinhard Bonnke. All of Africa shall be saved. He has a vision. All of Africa shall be saved. John Benefield took up a vision. He said, if Reinhard Bonnke can believe of all of Africa be saved, why can't all of Oklahoma be saved and transformed? It's a vision that he has. The vision that Reinhard Bonnke has, Billy Graham had a vision for people to come to Christ, for the entire nation to come to the Lord. John G. Lake, if you if you Google him or look him up, and you begin to start reading about him, he had a great healing ministry. People were being healed, and 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 his grandson wrote about him, and he and he talked about him, and. And he said, although he had the healing power of God just flowing from him, he said, John G. Lake's only vision was to be closer to God. Mother has a vision. She wants to be close to God. She's experienced things that others have not experienced. Maybe you've had to experience some things that others have not experienced. But you've got to have a vision. Say vision. What's Living Word Fellowship's vision? You got your, you got your uh, bulletins. Let's look at this a moment. Inside your bulletin, you see that. See what it says right there on the front page, on the inside. It's changing a culture for Christ. Pretty simple. Changing a culture for Christ. Changing a culture for Christ, not against Christ. Are you with me? So that means if, that, 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 that we've got we've to change ourselves in a way, allow God to change ourselves, because there's some things that you can't do yourself that you need God's help. And you need his help. We want to create an atmosphere. Now, what it says, creating an atmosphere where people can encounter God's love, are empowered to love God, love themselves, and love others. If you don't love yourself, it's hard to love others. Love the ministry. Love the lost. It's about love. Another part of our vision of changing a culture to Christ is not only creating an atmosphere where you can experience God. But you can experience, I can experience God at the restaurant. You Do you? You say you can, but do you? Well, not most of the time. I understand. you got to eat. And we want to create an atmosphere where things are possible here. There's an atmosphere where things become possible. Those things that were impossible now become possible. And you begin to rise up and say, I think I can be a better husband. I can treat you better, honey. I can do better. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and it's not about works. Are you with me? But it's about the word of God. That I want to give you the best me that I have to give you. So you can be the best you And then when you're the best you Then I get the best you Come on it's a cycle right it, You get that So it's, it's about that it's, a, it's about creating an atmosphere But it's also about understanding your identity And who you are in sons and daughters of the most high God We've had people that couldn't grasp that They couldn't grasp Being a A son It's an orphan spirit You know that we've you know, we've taught on that years ago and we may need to bring that back and do some more teaching on that. How we have an orphan heart and 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 we're disconnected. And a lot of times we don't get connected to God because maybe in the natural you had a father that was distant or maybe wasn't even there. Maybe he was an absentee father. Maybe you had a father that was there, but he was disconnected. And it's hard for you in the natural to connect to a God as a son or a daughter. But when you get a vision that you are a son and daughter of the most high God, there will be things that people will say, that's impossible. You can't do that. like, no, no, you watch because God is for me. Who can be against me? And all of a sudden your vision begins to change. And when things, difficult things come in your life and a, a, a tornado wipes out your home, you can say, I still got a vision that God is greater than anything that comes against us in this world, that God is my provider. He is my everything he's my all in all and all of a sudden you can climb through areas where you didn't know you could get through because God is the vision of the provision come on somebody and God is all in all and you say God you are the one so all of a sudden that situation is does not take over your life see what happens is people don't have a vision of who God is and what he can do in their life so they choose and it's struggle it's a struggle they listen to the enemy and they believe what he says and And they think they're nothing. But that's one of the things that we want is to teach you an identity of who you are. So you can rise up and be who it is that you want to be. So you can rise up and do what it is that God has called you to do. You can do those things. The third thing is building life-giving relationships that can impact your family, community, and the world. We try try to connect. You guys are tough to connect. Everybody's busy. But we're connecting. We're connecting this morning. But the greatest thing is we don't want to connect you to us. We want to connect you to God. We want to connect you to him. We want Holy Spirit to be able to rule in your life, in your spirit. Are you with me? So then your spirit can rule over your soul, and your soul can rule over your body. Come on now. It will do what, it, you know, you, you can do the things that God wants you to do. When you look at our vision, and you can look at it and say, wait a minute, it's about changing and transformation. How many of you know God's in transformation? don't be conformed to the things of this world but be transformed how by the renewing of your as a man in his so is he see people don't think about god i think about god a lot i think about my father and sometimes i just weep i want to share this with you i shared it with some of the leaders it was one morning i got up and i couldn't stop crying I just couldn't stop crying. And I sat in there and I started writing some things out. And it wasn't had nothing to do with my heart attack. Although I think about that and I get weepy also. But I just couldn't stop crying. And all of a sudden it was like an overwhelming sense of gratitude. And there's things going on in our life that are it's it's upheaval. We we don't know from day to day what's going on in some places in some areas. And and there's been some really difficult days that we've had to walk through. But I oh I began to start sensing the goodness of God, and I just wept. Have you ever done that? Anybody ever done that? I I, I pray that that happens to you. I don't cry. Real men don't cry. Jesus cried. And it was just an overwhelming sense of his presence. And I, I realized it was it was about a vision. It was about still seeing God, what he wanted in the earth and what he wants from people. And he's not a hard taskmaster holding it over you, wanting to hit you with a club if you don't straighten up. But I had that vision before, and I was afraid of God. Are you with me? But, when, but all of a sudden, I realized he wants the best for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants the best for you. He does want the best for you. He really does want the best for you. And we talk about our biblical heroes. I'm gonna, I got a couple scriptures I want to give you, and then we'll we'll finish up today because we wanna we wanna honor somebody very special to us. A lot of times we look at the biblical heroes and we talk about them, and 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 they were not just simply men and women of faith, but they were men and women of vision. They had a greater vision. They were committed to they were committed to what God had and, and 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 no matter what the vision was, they were committed in spite of what their situation was in front of them. Because how many of you can look at a situation and it can be bad? And you think that there's no way out. And it's difficult and 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 everybody's wrong and you're always wrong, or you're always right, and everybody else is wrong. You can look at that situation and and, and it can be it can be difficult. And I'm not Discounting that fact, but when you put it in light of everything up against God, it becomes smaller. It's vision, say vision. There were guys like Noah. Let's take a look at Noah and his family, and they were, they were brought by God. I mean, he, he God, God brought him to a place where he was like, you know what, I need you to go build me an ark. Now, that some things were going to happen that had never happened before. Noah's vision began to be fueled by his faith. And then God was was going to, he was going to take God at his word. It's going to rain. Huh? It's going to flood. Eh? <laughs> what What does that look like? Did God show him a vision? I don't know. I, 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 I'll i find out one day. But, you know, it, it'd be like, did, did God show him a vision of what, what, what could happen or what needed to be done? And there it was. There was going to be a flood. And Noah wasn't just a man of faith, but he was a, a man of vision. Hebrews 11.7 says, by faith. And, and if you get a chance this week, read through these. And you'll, you'll be able to see them. When we talk about these, these are our family of faith. When we talk about faith, we always bring these scriptures in. It's because a lot of times, we wa- we don't, I don't want you just to see with your natural eyes. I want you to see with your heart. I want you to be able to see the revelation that God brings. And by faith, Noah, when warned about the things not yet seen... In holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by what? By faith. Everything's faith. Faith is the currency in the kingdom of heaven. Faith is like the money that you use to go eat lunch, pay your electric bill, or whatever it might be. It's what makes the things work so it was it was true of noah let's look at abraham it was also true of him abraham envisioned homeland where god would multiply his children to the point of international significance and his vision was fueled by his faith he didn't know where god was taking him he didn't know where god <laughs> I'm sorry He didn't know God where God was taking him. And a lot of times we think we know where God is taking us. And then we follow God. And sometimes it may lead somewhere where we don't even. I'm like how did I get here? (laughs) I'm laughing because I I just kind of went where God led me. And he led me to Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. I'm telling you. There's one great state in this whole nation. And to me it's Oklahoma. It's because I'm here. And you're here. No matter what. Why about Oklahoma? You don't have no trees out there in the West. And no, we got trees. We got but we've got a whole lot more. I, I was driving the first time. I'm gonna tell you about Oklahoma and how wonderful and beautiful, how God melted my heart. Shelley went down, met me at the airport. She picked me up and uh and and I was driving home. I was driving, she was riding with me, and we were coming up, uh we were coming up from Oklahoma City between um um right before you get into ceiling. And we turned and went to Vaisai. What, what's that road that you go to Vaisai out of ceiling with? Anybody know? what it, 60? We were turning on that. And I've seen some beautiful sunsets. Beautiful. I've had the opportunity to see the sunset in Hawaii. I've had the opportunity to see the sunrise in South Carolina. I've seen it rise and seen it set. And it's the most beautiful things. And I was driving along and, of course, I was with a beautiful lady and that makes, you know, the atmosphere really great. But I remember looking at this sunset and I saw a sunset that I don't see anywhere else. Because in North Carolina, the sun would set and it would pop down behind trees. So you really never saw it set on the horizon. And I was driving to Visai and I remember looking and I remember the Lord showing me. It was like he painted a picture. Sean, you're an artist, you paint. It was like God had this canvas and he painted this picture. And I was driving along and I looked at it and I was, I was, I was lost in my thoughts, and I looked at it and was like, what a beautiful, what a beautiful sunset. And we drove along and probably less than five minutes later, it's almost like it changed. Are you with me? You have that here. We have that here. And it was almost like it changed. And I was driving along and I was like, oh God, that is cool. Here's a whole nother one. And then five minutes later, I was driving along. I looked up again, and the the reds had turned into the blues, and then then the yellows, and then all of a sudden there was some clouds, and and it was just almost like, look at that. I mean, that could be like somebody, that would be one of those, well, I would say, Mr. What is it, Thomas Kincaid paintings. He doesn't do a whole lot with sunsets and stuff, but it was a beautiful, would would it be a beautiful painting? And then it changed again, and then it changed again. And I thought, I said, I was driving along, and I said, I have seen, some amazing sunsets and there's nothing like this and i was almost i was captivated by it and watched god change things which god moved some things and i think about abraham and when he was able to get up and go and and he, and he got this word from god and and he was able to get up and he was able to go and that god was talking to him and he said look i need you to leave a, a place where, where 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 you are now and go Look what he said in in verse 8. He said, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to the place that he would later receive as his inheritance, he what? Obeyed and he went, even though he did not know where he was going. I, I, I picked up and moved to Oklahoma not knowing where I was going. I knew I was going to Oklahoma, but I didn't know what was ahead of me, and that's been almost 20 years now. And it's pretty amazing, and the time has gone by so fast. But Abraham's vision was fueled by his faith. Vision fueled by faith. Without great faith, there would be no forward progress for Abraham. He had the vision not of sight, he had the vision of God saying, You're going to be the father of many nations. And Sarah at that time, and they were older. That's impossible. But how many of you know they're possible? I don't want anybody to be pregnant in here that is, you know, that is, you know, 80, 90 years old, so don't worry about any of that. I'm, not, I'm speaking that over your life. But if he hadn't, his vision would have died where he was. But Abraham believed God. Say believe God. He believed God. Abraham did what? Come on, everybody, what? In the midst of what you're going through, are you willing to believe God? In the midst of what's taking place in your life, are you willing to believe God? Noah believed God, and he had there were some things he hadn't even seen before. He hadn't even had the vision. There's times where God doesn't give you the vision because you probably would have quit. <laughs> you're like, you're Eric, you're going to Oklahoma. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think I'll stay in North Carolina. I wouldn't trade anything, nothing, for being here, being involved. But it's not about me, it's about God. And that's the thing that you've got to realize and understand. Inspired visions ultimately lead back to God. We just have a role. And we step into that role, and, and it's a focal point sometimes, And but the focal point is never on us. It should always be on Him. So when we point you, I'm not going to point you to Pastor Linda. I'm not going to point you to Pastor Virginia, Pastor Jerry. I'm not going to point you to Tatum. I'm I'm, I'm, going to point you to him. There are people that you can use and that can help you find him. Are you with me? Or find peace in the midst of him that's there. A God-ordained vision points you to God. In 2018... This is going to be a year of vision, but it's going to be fueled by faith. Amen? I think God's wanted this today to step through the way he's wanted to step through it for us to be able to honor Catherine. Five years ago, I met Catherine. Catherine is, she had a ministry, and we ministered for her. And she still has a ministry. It's changed from Gideon's Army to Reset Ministries. And Catherine decided to come and to to move to, to Woodward and to be part of what God was doing here. The whole time, we knew that she had something in her that, a ministry in her. We all have something, but here's what I want you to know. The ministry of the body is just as important as the inside the body is just as important as the outside ministry. That's what the word says. So I thought about you with your ministry. Stand firm. Stand by me. Foundation, isn't it? And then and then I thought about that and, and I thought, you're released to do that. God wants you to do that to step in to be able to do that. And you're talking about semi-trucks that are being filled and they're going places and all of a sudden the provision of God is coming in and you're making a difference and you need help there. And I thought about Justin and, and Tennille and Eden's fireworks and, and that ministry there to, to be able to honor their daughter and the things that they're doing to impact people and people's lives. And sometimes you got to understand you may not know what God's called you to. And, it, and you may not lead a ministry or be an overseer of reset ministries like Catherine is with reset ministries. and, and, and But there are, there, there are, how many of you know, it's the small things. The first ministry I learned about was in my family. That it was all about my family. But see, I needed to have a vision in order to operate in faith. Catherine had this vision and she shared with me what that vision was with with us, and we were like, man, that's pretty exciting. So she came and served at the church for five years. You know, she's for five years. She's been our she's been our church secretary. She's been my right hand, left hand, right leg, left leg. A lot of times she's carried me at times, and she probably didn't realize it, but she she I I realized it and I knew it, even though I didn't say anything about it. I appreciate that. Thank you. But well, we want to have you come on up. Because we're going to honor her today for serving us. There's going to be a transition that's taken place. And the transition is Catherine is no longer going to be in the office. She's going to be operating her own ministry. But there's a transition to Shauna. Shauna's going to be now taking over the responsibilities in the office. So if you come in and you go, well, wait a minute, where's Catherine? You might want to look for Shauna instead. Because, <laughs> because Catherine may not be able to help you or she may not be here to help you like she has been before. And to do everything. Virginia would you come on up. Uh, Pastor Jerry would you come on up please. I'm just going to pull this back. Five years. How many of you know. Five is the number of. Grace everybody. Five is the number of. Grace. Five is the number of grace. So she's graced us. With this for five years. I didn't know if Shelly wanted to say anything, but I, I want to tell you that I, I am grateful and thankful for you've served us. You have served the Lord because it wasn't about us. It was about him. And as you knew that as you served us, you were serving him because you take serious the scripture that says, whatever we do in word and deed, we do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, we're sad, but excited. Um, and we know that that, in the new era, there's transitions, and this is just a transition. How many of you know transitions aren't bad? I mean, it can be bad. It's how you make them. But transitions can be good. It's going to launch you into that that which God has for you. It's going to launch Shawna into that which God has for her. It's going to help us move into where God wants us to be and the things that he wants us to do. But I'm excited and thankful for you.
1: We just want to say thank you so much. You know, when someone um, has full-time ministry heart to touch the world like Catherine does she was never just our secretary because um, it wasn't just like I'm gonna get here at this time and leave at that time she was always looking for what needed to be done and taken care of in the house of the Lord I mean she always went over and above and exceeded everything and um, we just knew that everything was taken care of we knew that we had full trust In her and everything that she did here, and she has blessed our lives. She has honored us, and we're excited to see what God. She's not leaving Living Word. She's here. She's just going to be busier with recent ministries and and just stepping out on her launch pad to to go forward with everything that God has for her. And so we're excited for her. We want to bless her. We want to honor her today. And we've got a couple of gifts that. Um, Living Word Fellowship family has given her. She gets to open up here in front of you. <laughs> and Shauna, these are beautiful. I love the purple, the lavender. That's I gorgeous. Know, so pretty, so I know, it is so pretty. Is anybody <laughs> taking any pictures? Shauna, would you take some pictures? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the purple because purple's royalty. I thought she
1: can either put these in her house or at her reset <laughs> ministries, kind of one of the. I know. It is so beautiful. Okay, okay so we're going to put you on the spot and have you open you them up open. today. So the It isn't like one piece at a time, you know. Be like a little kid. Yeah.
2: <clears throat>
0: it's a banana box.
1: Gosh, but another box.
0: That's not a step stool.
1: That was a creative little box there.
0: Come on, let's go, do it. <laughs> Come on, girl. okay I'll trade with you. you take that and I'll hold this for you this is part of vision maybe some of you need to quote that to yourself and say wait a minute God's with me who can be against me I'm gonna make it hey <laughs>
1: Strong and courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9. Amen. That, those were good scriptures. Amen.
0: So, her responsibilities have changed. Would you guys stand to your feet? and Would you do me a favor and let's just give her a great big hand clap to the Lord of gratefulness and thankfulness. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. And um, and she's going to be around, but she's going to she's just not going to be around as much. And um and there's some things that if you need it, you know, we can, we can begin to transition to Shauna. She's doing a great. There she is. She's doing a she's going to do a great job. And we're just in the middle of transition. How many of you know that in Habakkuk it says, "Without a vision, our people perish." That Hebrew connotation of that vision is without the prophetic word, without the living word of God. Are you with me? Our people perish. Our people throw off restraint. So now we know and understand how important not only the prophetic word of God is, but also how important the the written word of God is. Do you have, uh, speaking of prophetic words, do you, do you have a, a word I from the I just have a
2: short thing to say that that this is a bridge. But it isn't a bridge for Reset Ministries. It's It's so much bigger than that. But it, it's where you're going right now. It's kind of like Abraham. You're just going to go that way <clears throat> because God said. But the the horizon is just full of things that you haven't even thought about yet. And so just be prepared for unknown, for for things that will absolutely, absolutely, and I know it's hard to amaze you, but these things will amaze you. Maybe Kelly has some. your faucet's leaking. Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance a picture he had given me some years back of you that in this community there had been a ministry that had left a faucet and it was still viable it was still working. The business helped me out. What's the name of that? Okay, yes. And you had been positioned, you had been trained, you had been brought to a place that now that which had been abandoned, so to speak, and had been dormant, now there you were, and this was your faucet. And so, again, he brought that picture to me today, and I thought, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that in forever. And there the faucet was dripping, dripping, dripping. It's been dripping. It's showing that it's still a pipeline of provision and everything that you need. But it's been dripping long enough, it's got a nice wet area around it. And as much as you've accomplished in your days so far, as much as you have envisioned and believed for and decreed and set in place and motion, this is just the beginning because your feet are just now getting wet. So even today, he's shown me there is a scroll that you're going to land today by faith. Receive it by faith. And so even now, I pluck that thing on her behalf. And I lay it against your forehead, sister. Thank you, Lord. Because this is a day of positioning. It's a day of releasing. It's a day of putting you where you belong. It's a day of going forth with greater courage than you've known before. It's a day of accomplishing much with even less effort than before because you're going to find a new gear. It's a gear of ease. It's a gear of grace. This is a time, and I I hear lots of P words, positioning. um, Purpose. Power. I hear things of provision, provision and protection and on and on and there's but just the things that are encoded in that scroll that have now touched you and they're now in you by faith and they will come into their proper time and season this is a car thing is being developed in you now where you have a greater sensitivity yes. to the unction of the Lord the moving out the knowing when to just pull aside take a breath take a and it's not like you're just wasting time no you're recharging the battery of the lord in yes. you you are waiting again to hear the unction of the lord you're waiting to see the vision because the vision is ever evolving like that sunset that eric talked about so i just you are coming into a place of painting nuances whatever that means that's just what i believe to be hearing There's a thing that you're going to set in motion in this community, but it's going to have far-reaching effects. So I'm going to stand on the sidelines and be your cheerleader, and I say, you go, girl, go, 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 because we're behind you. And I just thank you for the time that you've invested in this body, because that in itself has been a garden that's going to bear you good fruit and carry you along on the waves that are yet ahead of you. These aren't turbulent things. They're not destructive waves. These are just waves of motion that carry you.
0: Stretch your hands towards her, please. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. As we bless her, God, we thank you for the past five years that she's served you, served us as well. Excellently. And I thank you for that. Father, I thank you for the new beginnings. I thank you for the new era. I thank you for the new stage of development. I thank you that things are becoming fresh and new. And God, today, even as we transition today, that we see vision and vision is fueled by faith. And not only the vision in other ministries, but the vision that we have in ourselves. God, I'm asking you to challenge us of what that vision is that we are in you. The righteousness of God. We bless Catherine. We bless Reset Ministries. We bless all the things that are being done right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand clap. I'm going
1: to have Catherine go back there so you guys can just thank her for everything that she's done the last five years here as secretary. and You guys can love on her.
0: Hey, we bless you guys today. If you need prayer today, we've got prayer teams available for you. We send you forth in his power and his might and go forth in vision. that's going to be fueled by faith. God bless you.